Fake News and the Second Amendment, Living in Sin at the Holiday Inn, and Hochul trying to be Hitler. This is The Loaded Mike, and I'm Dan Wass. The term gun violence is used to blame guns for human behavior in an attempt to push society towards supporting the elimination or destruction of our Second Amendment. The narrative and rhetoric are just tools used to achieve those ends. There's no such thing as gun violence. What we're talking about is human violence, but people who believe more gun legislation is good for our society will ignore the fact that the person is responsible for the action, not the gun. Those folks who refuse to succumb to the dishonest rhetoric and false narratives surrounding the gun conversation are starting to speak out. Now, violence can only be committed by a person or animal. Violence is a behavior. Putting the word gun before the word violence is misleading because it creates a premise that doesn't actually exist. It creates imagery in the mind that could never occur in reality. So those who profit from this type of rhetoric need it because if they had to, if they had to tell the truth and discuss human behavioral issues, they, they would not have the likes of CNN promoting their sham. Isn't it interesting that the FBI will list the number of murders and the weapons used by number on their website, giving an accurate breakdown for informative purposes. Yet the anti-gun folks will only focus on gun-related deaths and label them gun violence. Now, Mark Bryant, the founder of the Gun Violence Archives, uses this and other similar terms in what would seem an attempt to perpetuate an irrational fear of guns. Mark also claims to have created the term mass shooting to qualify four people being hit with a bullet. Now, this is similar to Barack Obama's executive action to change mass killing from four to three people in an attempt to qualify more gun-related deaths in his push for overreaching national gun laws. Of course, these terms are used in a way that encourage people to view guns as the problem and redefining the word mass, indicating a large quantity, as only three is clearly a way to justify the use of rhetoric for the purpose of fear and hype. Now, is it a coincidence that those who create this type of anti-gun rhetoric fail to share the fact that guns are used defensively between 1.67 million and 2.5 million times per year in America? Have they not read the studies? Maybe they just don't want you to read them. Maybe the anti-gun folks should start using the term gun benevolence because for every one time a person uses a gun to do harm, there are 174 times when a gun is used to stop an act of violence and potentially save lives. Now, those who profit from violence will also claim that they want to save lives, but in order to do that, they need you to support illegal violations of the Second Amendment. Portraying themselves as wanting to prevent suicide is often a good tool to emotionally coerce large numbers of people. Many of these folks will claim that most suicides wouldn't exist had a gun not been present. The Bloomberg-funded The Trace claimed that research indicates that red flag laws and waiting periods are more effective at reducing firearm suicide. Do we ever stop to question this and other similar claims? Do we ever stop to ask how they're tracking suicides that never actually happened? How is it possible to measure something that never occurred? Is it likely that a person intent on killing himself would simply decide not to do it because they couldn't find a gun? How do they know that even if a person attempted suicide and failed by other means, that they would have gone through with it if they had a gun? See, the truth is, they don't. Yet they hypothesize, so you will believe that suicides would be reduced in the absence of guns, even though we have data showing that not to be true. Australia is a perfect example of the suicide rate not being affected after a gun ban. The suicide angle helps them portray themselves as caring while guilting those who don't know any better into supporting gun restrictions. The whole, quote, gun violence narrative helps those lacking critical thought 
believe that guns are lurking around every corner just waiting to attack. So I wanted to talk about this with, you know him and sometimes love him, John Chiara. I'm lovable today. And the one and only, and thank God for that, Anthony Deso. Hi. Yo, yo. <laughs> All right. All right. So now that we got through the introductions. Um, so. It's nonsense. It's <laughs> Where do we even begin with this? You know, so here's the thing. There, one claim, one thing that I have a problem is the claim that suicides are reduced with gun restrictions. How do they measure that? How do you measure something that never happened? Guesswork. Just all guesswork. That's what everything is now, though, right? I mean, half the stuff that they think is true is all guesswork. Like you say, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it, you can't make it a statistic. But yet they're convinced that with more gun restrictions, and they even say that it, it's been proven, research has shown that suicides go down with more gun restrictions? How do well, they... No, this, well, this makes me wonder, because I thought about this today, because I was reading something else in one of my, my 1440 news feeds, which gives basically information without I like much bias, yep. right? Yep. But it was something about something, oh, and it was there was a shooting somewhere where the guy shot all these people. It's like, the first of all, the news is set up to not give us any pertinent information. Right. Well, look at the balloon fiasco. Well, that, uh, Biden's yeah, balloon talk nonsense. <laughs> But, the, but when, whenever there's a shooting, they don't give you any information about the person. Like, for the first, my question <coughs> always is, was this, were these legal firearms that were being used? Where'd they get the guns from? You know what I mean? Why don't, if they, why don't they know that stuff? I mean, it would seem to me that they know all this other stuff that they think is true, but they don't know that. So if, again, if you don't have that information, it's just an emotional appeal and everybody is so used to that coming at them that they just want to jump on it. You know, oh my God, guns are bad. That's terrible. Oh, that's you know, can't do this, can't do that. I even had a person the other day in a conversation comparing guns to drugs. Actually, it was drug <laughs> guns to alcohol. My 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 contention was, and it was an experiment. My contention was is that alcohol affects how we behave, and and. And a gun doesn't affect how you behave in a negative way because for legal gun owners, once you become a legal gun owner, you automatically become more responsible than you were before. Right. That's part of the process, right? Right. Let me. Can I jump in right here? Yeah, because yeah. This is an. This is a really interesting piece. So, alcohol and drugs, pot, whatever, clearly affect behavior. Behavior. Absolutely. The problem. The problem with the anti-gun crowd, and I think the probably the, the liberal progressives in general, they also believe. I, I, let me stick to anti-gunners on this because there are some liberals who have guns and know that it doesn't change your behavior. But the anti-gun crowd, a, a vast majority of the anti-gun crowd, will make the claim that not having the gun will prevent you from doing bad things. In other words, having a gun is going to enable you. Well, not even enable. Encourage you. Encourage you, right. Or or cause you to to take right. a violent action. This is the scary part. This is the stuff that we talk about all the time. This is the projection piece where, okay, so I have a gun on me now. Um, is that gun going to make me do something bad? Okay, now I don't have a gun on me. Now I'm not going to be inclined to do something bad? How does that having the gun change the behavior of the person? The truth is it doesn't. It doesn't. If it does, it makes you more responsible. If anything, it makes you more responsible. But the anti-gun crowd doesn't see it that way. They think that it's that – go ahead. It's the other way. Right. Go ahead. Well, if I had a gun, and I, I want to ask these people. So, does that mean if you get a gun that you're going to want to go out and shoot people? Is that what that means? It's going to it's, the kind of what they're saying. Want, that's exactly what they're saying. <laughs> so, when you flip that around, it makes no sense whatsoever because they would never agree. They would never admit to that because they know that it's not true. 
Again, <clears throat> if you make some of these things personal sometimes, and you're, if the question is put right to you, you're like, well, yeah. no. There you go. The whole gun violence nonsense. People, people, but we know that people that even use that term are already they're already in the bubble, right? They're not going to get out of the bubble. Well, I, facts, like you got this guy Mark Bryant, who is who founded the 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 so-called gun violence archives, and people refer to this to see. I guess what they do is they monitor gun-related deaths. Um, I I don't know how accurate. It actually is. I, I would prefer going to FBI and going to some of the real statistics. But this seems to be an anti-gun leaning um, organization tracking this sort of thing. I mean, the, the first thing you wouldn't do if you're really trying to get honest uh, gun data is call it gun violence archives. I mean, right there, it tells me that there's, there's a, a, a negative bias, right? Right. So um, then he, this guy also claims to have coined the term um, mass shooting because he said, he, and, and I guess they're talking about Moms Demand and some other anti-gun type groups not really having a set definition of what a mass shooting is. Um, so he, he said he coined it. Uh, apparently he thinks he coined the term mass shooting as for people being hit with a bullet. That's a mass shooting. Now, I question that whole thing, too, because what does mass mean? Mass, to, to me anyway, you tell me what you think, is a large space or a large capacity, a large entity. Um, I, don't know that it, I don't know that it's synonymous with massive. Mass, I think, is a... Is, is more of a, a, a noun, right, a mass, and massive is more of an adjective. Is that, does that sound about right? Well, I guess they mean anything other than an individual being shot, maybe. That's what they're thinking. If, well, so they could make it two, for that matter. And it if I said be. mass, I said there's, you know, there's a mass of cars stuck on the highway. Yeah. What would you have envisioned? Dozens, at least. Right. right. So but it's, it's when a, it comes to gun-related deaths, mass is now four. How does that make any logical three, sense? Right. Well, no, Barack, that Barama, that's Barack different. made it three, right? Well, if Barack, it's, their, if it's their narrative. So when you say mass, oh my God, three people. Just a scary word, you that's know. All it's all, like all this other. It's all the appeal to emotion. All the same kind of thing. Ooh, it's a mass shooting. Well, well, anytime you pull your gun out, I'm assuming you probably don't even know how many people. If you're deciding you're going to shoot, you don't know how many people you're going to shoot, right? If eight people come at me, I'm shooting at L.A. So you would be the perpetrator of a mass mass shooting. shooting, (laughs) But Obama, through an executive order, changed mass killing from four to three. FBI always called it four, which still is super low. I don't understand how they can even justify that. But he changed it to three so he could qualify more. Mm-hmm. More killings. And right. Statistically, it looks better on their end, right? Yeah, and Ooh, after Joe Biden's this many mass shootings, know, gun-free right. school zone that helped him, you know, bring his numbers up. Yeah, of course, gun-free school zone. Any gun-free zones helped. So now we use the gun killing, the school killings for gun restrictions. You would think, like with the gun-free school zones, that they would be working overtime trying to trying to train and arm. Teachers and staff. No, because the parents, the get, liberal parents are like, oh, my kid shouldn't have to act like they're in prison. Okay, why is your kid being in prison? He's not going to see the gun. Yeah, right. It's going to be locked up. Right. Yet they're willing to put their kid at risk. They don't care. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you know, they're using it to take our guns away. Well, they, well that's it, true. It ends Right. It ends just up because it all piles up on the same stop side the gun of the school zones, side of the Let aisle. teachers carry or who, somebody or get private security in there. I know it makes perfect sense. I mean, obviously, you know where the shooter's going to most likely go to a school or a university or somewhere where a mall, but we don't have protection anywhere. No, but then if you defend somebody, they're going to try and put you in prison. Yeah, well, maybe well, because it's to just use it. You should have minded your business. It's to (laughs) encourage, it's to encourage people not to Mm -hmm. carry a gun. And, you know, smart people just pay no attention. That's what Hochul's doing right now. She's restricting us. Well, the smart people pay no attention, then the criminals pay no attention. So that should even out 
to some degree, right? But this is a bad thing. Well, if you carry a gun, you're. A bad I mean, guy. when they try to encourage, I, I guess I shouldn't. I guess that I misspoke on that. When they encourage people not to carry a gun, they do it legislatively to make it as difficult as possible, so right. good people won't. Um, but you know, people who want to carry a gun will do everything they possibly can legally to do that. Absolutely. And I, you know, I mean, even no matter where you are, if you're in the house, if you're in your car, maybe you're in your car and you're carrying, you know. Hey, by the way, have you guys ever heard of the holster gator? <laughs> Don't you love how I pulled that in? Mm. All right, so have you heard about the holster gator? It's this really cool device attaches to your car under the dashboard or to your bed frame or under your Mike desk. Stand. Where? Mic stand? Yeah, oh, yeah. on it. stage. Never know you're going to have crazy women attacking you. You know how it is, right? No. Attach the holster to your mic stand. All right. Drum stool. Sounds good. Uh, but you clip the holster right into this device. And if you can see this, it's this really cool. Try to get this on camera for you. It's got these, it's really cleverly designed. So your holster will clip right into it. And this, the back of it mounts to, whoops, let me get back in the camera. Back of it mounts to wherever you're putting it. Um, so rather than taking your, like if you're getting in your car or, you know, if you're getting on stage with your mic stand and you, maybe you take your gun, you put it on top of your Marshall stack or do whatever, may, this warm. way you don't have to do that. You just take your whole holster out and you clip it to the holster gator, which is already mounted to wherever, to your bed frame, your desk, your, your car, your mic, as John said, mic stand. You also said bathtub a couple weeks ago. That was a good, yeah, if you're in your bathtub and you need. You got so, no belt when you're in the bathtub, right? You got no belt, exactly. I don't. Anyway. Maybe on your toilet. You're just, bada, bada boom, bada bing. Bada but anyway, so, the, so this accepts your whole holster. So then when you're drawing your, your gun, you're drawing it from your holster. So you, the, your holster will provide trigger protection, and you will get a nice, smooth, clean, um, familiar draw because you're drawing from your holster because your holster attaches to the holster gator. All right. Uh, perfect device, especially for traveling, and I would encourage everybody to check out the holster gator. It's very inexpensive, and it's so clever and so creatively designed. Um, I think everyone's going to be very happy with it. Go to holstergator.com and make sure to use the discount code LOADED. Holstergator.com, use the discount code LOADED for a 20% discount. Fantastic people over at Holster Gator. I know them personally, and they're great. Um, okay. Now, that being said, I think it's time for a Woke Patrol. Woke Patrol. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Now, the anti-gun crowd will never understand the importance of having a firearm at hand. They'll always find a way to justify not having a gun. Now, in this next scenario that we're going to play, uh, the woman explains a hypothetical situation in which she may need a gun, yet the anti-gunner thinks there will be time during an attack to gather the children and simply leave the house uh, to avoid the attack. Our first mistake is trying to justify our gun ownership with people like this. So watch this clip, and then we can uh, we can talk about it. Go ahead. Ah, my God, I'm sorry. Gotta... If we get rid of AR-15s for law-abiding citizens, how do we defend ourselves when those two guys... How do I defend myself and my children against those two guys who have AR-15s? Tell me how. And you said yourself that the police may not make it there in time. Tell me you how I the best tell me how you got myself. in a situation like that is to get out the house. And if you're going to have a shootout with two people with AR-15s and your children at home? She just stated that so they reached So is that 30 hard. rounds a piece? That's 90 rounds of bullets firing through the home? And you think I can outrun that? You, need you see how he tried making it dramatic? So now you got two people with 30 rounds and 90 rounds, and he's trying. they're trying to dramatize. They always try to dramatize it to create more fear. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, just grab your kids and run out the back. Yeah. Well, you can't. Yeah. what if there's a guy out back? Right. <laughs> or any other variable. I mean, if, if somebody's breaking in your house, first of all, you don't know how many people there are. You don't know where they're going to go or what they're going to do. So when that happens, instead of stopping that person when they come in, you got to go find your kids and get them yeah, out. Yeah, gather the, the children. Hold on. Hold on, pal. I got to go get the kids, but let me run out the back door. Give me, your, give me, your, give me 10 seconds. 
Give me a 10-second head start. I think people who've never been under attack, which most of us haven't been under attack, but at least if you can try to hypothesize it from a place of reality and not political bias, um, I think if you can hypothesize being under attack in your home, for instance, you can you can see how quickly and how dangerous it could it could be. <clears throat> There's no way. Split seconds. Yeah. You need to have something within reach, at least in your belt. If you if you're a woman, you have a purse in your in your. I don't. You know what someone should do? They should go to his house with paintball guns, kick his front door, and shoot him up. Yeah. And say, did you get the kids? That's a good. Yeah. Did you get the kids? Yeah. Where are your kids? He didn't even think about his kids yet no, at that point. He didn't even think about you. Just run out the back. Right. They won't kill the kids. Yeah. People are just stupid. It's so stupid. All right, so before we run out of time here, I want to get to a couple other things. This this next Woke Patrol clip um, is is pretty disgusting. Um, this is a lunatic. I, I don't know if this is a, a new sexual generation, or I don't know what the hell is going on with these people, but these perverts are really tr- trying to normalize pedophilia. Wait till you see this next clip. So I think that the community and the child, if the child so desires to have intercourse with an adult, the parents, caregivers, and anyone that's, I mean, it's just what I just said. I, I That would be up to if the child has sure. desire and if the community also decides that the person that they're supposed to have intercourse with has is not using force, fraud, coercion, manipulation. What is that? Can you believe that? Is that a woman? I don't know. She's sick. How is she even talking on any kind of pot, anything? What? Did, how can anyone just sit there and listen to her She's say that? She's basically saying that. She's basically saying that you, as long as you have permission from me, can have sex with my underage child. That's what, is that what she's saying? She said that should be okay. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah that's pretty that, disgusting. That, that's a very sick individual right well, there. That's the type of person who, if I mean, I can't, I just don't even know. I don't even have the so words. So she's basically saying that if my 12-year-old son, that she should be able to have sex with him if I say it's okay, with no law being involved. That's what it sounded like to me. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts? Okay. No. You never thought you'd see something like that in real life. Somebody actually speaking those words. Of how they really so feel. So are there actually, again, looking at scale and numbers, like how many situations come up where parents are asked if it's okay if somebody has sex with yeah, a yeah. child? Hey, you mind if I have sex with Bobby today? I'm 25. He's 12. It happens to right? me, you know, and I don't even have I mean, kids and I get the knock on the door. What you know, sicko like, would think that that's okay? Would you not just knock well, that person's teeth out of the can? I would. I'd that? choke them out. I'd, I'd, whatever. <laughs> How often does that happen? I mean, it what, never what, happens. What are we talking about here? It's like. <laughs> when does a pedophile go, hey, man. Right. Can I rape your daughter? I, I think. I mean, <clears throat> seriously. I think what's happening to these people on the political left is that they're starting to. They're starting to normalize it. They're starting to normalize it. In their head, they think that's normal. And and what they're trying to do now is they're trying to make it mainstream. Pedophilia will never be mainstream. It's castrated at least. Castrated and thrown in jail. A hot dog. It's just. It's disgusting that she's even able to project that onto any kind of social media. But when I say something that <laughs> minutely offensive and I get 30 days, but that I guarantee is still up. Something's really... That's so, probably on YouTube. Well, and something bad is happening right now. This is not okay to have this, no. have that kind of behavior that we allow people like this to talk of, about promoting. I mean, that we allow the promotion of this sort of thing. The people who commit the acts, like I said, they, they, they need to go to jail for the rest of their life. Yep. But the people who promote it and who are trying to normalize it, like this clown we just saw, should they not be held accountable? She needs to be uh, checked out. She's we talk about, and, and now now people might say, well, you're trying to restrict speech. Well, I don't know. Is that restricting speech or is that actually? She's promoting 
child rape. I mean, she's basically telling you that I can just knock on your door and say, hey, man, can, you know well, what? Well, see, no, that, that clip would be one that I would want to play for a lot of my progressive friends and say, what do you think about this? Yeah. Is this Someone normal? Is this okay. good? Should we be talking about this? Should we not be talking about it? Should we be condemning it? Or what should we be doing? Right. Draw a line. Take right. a stand. You're taking a stand. Everybody I know takes a stand on everything else in the world that they know nothing about. And yet when it comes to something like this where they can actually probably in their head make it personal. I've had kids. Okay. What would I do if somebody came to me and said they wanted to have sex with my underage child? And I ask you if it's okay. If it's okay. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable, but it, but it ties into this next. This next, it's not a clip. This next thing is just a photo. I wanted you to see this photo um, because apparently wokeness is so important to these people. Um, go ahead, you can pull that photo up. Um, that they've tied it in now. Oh, me too. So young people that I mean, this this idiot right here, this this brainwashed child believes that you know she would have rather been aborted. I wonder how her mom feels about that. Keep keep that photo up for a second. Is that even real? I mean, she's holding the sign. Well, I mean, I don't know if the sign is real. That's what I'm asking. Well, read some of the. Well, look at look. If you look to the left, you'll see the "Don't Tread on Me," but it's not the "Don't Tread on Me." It's the it's the ovary. They they've taken the "Don't Tread on Me" sign and they've turned it into the ovary sign. Have you ever seen that? See the shirt that says "Fetus Menace." Yeah. So these are sick abortionists. These are kids who have clearly been brainwashed and. You know, so I wonder what her mom would think if she saw this photo. Because if that was my daughter, I'd punch her right in the face. <laughs> Poor Marissa. No, seriously. I mean, <laughs> how how disrespectful Poor. is that to your mom? I know. I well, wish my mom had boarded me. Parents. I, I can I can make that happen for you. <laughs> we can I mean, all, what is that? Will be a real late. You know what fixes that? Twenty. A little, a little gun violence. Twenty. Fix all that. Twenty year old. <laughs> twenty year old delayed abortion. I wonder if her. I wonder if her mom thinks that that's okay. See, that's what investigative reporting should. Yeah, do. that's what you want to find out that. the backstory to that. Mother and ask her and say, and just say, how do you think? What do you think about your stupid daughter's sign right here? All this stuff that we're talking about, <laughs> all this stuff we're talking about, we're talking about the, um, we're talking about the, the pedophilia that they're trying to normalize. We're talking about abortion, brainwashing kids to believe that abortion is okay. All this stuff. It goes to try to change the American culture, and they're they're, and they're I, doing a good job well, at it. And they're doing a good job, and there's a reason they're doing a good job is because other countries like China are doing the exact opposite. They're teaching their kids to be fighters. They're teaching them technology. They're teaching them all the skills that they're going to need so they can be a dominant country. I got another clip here. This is. Um, China uh, in a classroom, a Chinese class of students being taught to clean and disassemble and reassemble firearms. Check this out. This is really interesting. That doesn't look safe. While wearing masks. Well, it may may or may not be safe. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole lot of wrong going there. There's a whole lot of wrong going on, but but there's a lot of going wrong there. But the idea, the idea is great. But man, the kid touching the trigger, pointing at himself, no. <laughs> pointing at his little buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but finger on the trigger. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. That's not a that's not good practice right have, there. Have, have you seen the see. recent picture of our one of our local rock singers with a Gun on her hand, oh, finger on the trigger. Oh, oh, I, I think I saw that. Yeah, some people just she don't, a horrible singer. Some people just don't. Oh, I don't know. Some people people don't jumped know. right on it though. I know people don't know. They what's they, up with that trigger? They take pictures. They think they they think they're looking cool with a gun, right. right? And they and and they give themselves away that they have no clue what they're doing. Well, I was watching some cop show the other day, and a lady had a gun trained on the guy's head, and she didn't even have her finger on the trigger. You know what I mean? Oh. She was like, yeah. Trying to talk them down. Well, because you know? if you're if you're on set, you hopefully have somebody there that has has taught you the basics of the you know the four right, basics, right. and mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, a lot of people just they'll grab they'll oh look oh, let me show you my gun oh great can I take a picture of it you know is there one in the chamber right they, they don't check Are you kidding me? yeah they don't check and if they did check you don't put your finger on the trigger I know I know that um That's I think he's, is he wrapping us up okay um all right well I wanted to get to Hokel. Trying to be Hitler. We'll have to get to that after Ooh, the my uh, favorite. Yeah, and um, we got a knuckle sandwich coming up. Uh, we got a thing on Madonna. We got 
more gun stuff that's just hysterical with the Democratic representatives. And um, we got a lot of a lot of interesting stuff coming up in the next. Just stick around real quick, quick uh, break, and we'll be right back. You don't want to miss this. Gator, when seconds matter. The media and politicians create terms like gun violence and ghost gun and assault weapon to change the narrative around guns in America. The entire anti-gun fear campaign is built on the reactive emotions of people who don't know any better. And the media seeks their support for gun restrictions. In Good Gun, Bad Guy, I give you the behind-the-scenes look into the mind of the anti-gun radical because before we can defeat them, we need to understand their tactics. Good Gun, Bad Guy 2 exposes the media strategies used to create a perpetual state of irrational gun fear and hatred toward gun owners. Good Gun, Bad Guy 3 reveals the political motives behind the gun grab, why the left wants an unarmed population, and what we can do to thwart their efforts. The anti-Second Amendment radicals started this evil game. Good Gun Bad Guy is the rule book they hoped you would never see. Go to goodgunbadguy.com to get your copy or purchase the entire series. Just uh, to recap that the Chinese kids in school, the idea there is, it's uh, although they're pointing at each other, <laughs> all sorts of ridiculous. Yeah, that's probably not on. a good idea. You didn't know it's unloaded. But while they're teaching their kids about yeah. guns, we're t- what are we teaching? We're Wearing teaching dresses. <laughs> Wearing dresses. And that they can be a cat. You could be a cat, a Smurf, whatever you want to be. Whatever you want to be. So, so next generation, in 20 years now, when kid, oh, yeah. those kids are of military age or even oh. less than that. Will we be here in 20 years? 15 years. <laughs> when will they be military age? Probably 15 years or so. Yeah, yeah. What's that going to look well, like? Our military is already just See, weakened. And the, thing, the funny thing about the people that are telling the kids that they can be a cat are the same people that have been telling us for a generation that it's evil to let them believe in Santa Claus and the Easter yeah. Bunny. And stuff. <laughs> right, right. <Heaven> forbid. <laughs> <coughs> so oh, stupid, so stupid. This next story I wanted to talk, because we always like to talk about Anthony's girl, Hokel. He loves Hokel, mm. right? Yep. Well, good news about, I think you're, she's going to be your ex-girlfriend here in a minute. What's Hitler up to? She was trying to be Hitler, but the federal judge, judge a federal judge, strikes down New York's social media hate speech law. The federal judge issued an injunction blocking the enforcement of New York's hateful conduct law seeking to regulate hate speech. You know why they want to regulate so-called hate speech, so they can qualify anything as hate speech, and then they can just regulate anything. But they wanted to do it on social media platforms, ruling that the law is a violation of the First Amendment, which prevents the U.S. government from regulating the speech of citizens. Um, the hateful conduct law both compels social media networks to speak about the contours of hate speech and chills the constitutionally protected speech of social media users without articulating a compelling governmental interest or ensuring that the law is narrowly tar- tailored to that goal, said Judge Carter Jr. in his ruling. The law, according to Judge Carter, uh, con- conflicts with the United States' national commitment to the free expression of speech, even where the speech is offensive or repugnant. That's the idea of free speech. I have the freedom to say something that may offend you. That's Otherwise, why would we need free speech if we were going to, if we only going to say things that you liked, you know? I mean, How would you know what somebody else thinks? Exactly. Into the and whole if you're offended, then don't... Don't listen. Who cares? <clears throat> I don't care. 
The law is clearly aimed at regulating speech. Social media websites are publishers and curators of speech, and their users are engaged in speech by writing, posting, and creating content. Although the law ostensibly is aimed at social media networks, it fundamentally implicates the speech of the network's users by mandating a policy and mechanism by which users can complain about other users' protected speech. This is an article by, by Breitbart, by the way. Um, the new hateful conduct law shares similarities with California's law requiring social media platforms to report their policies on hate speech, extremism, and disinformation to the state attorney general twice a year. The bill was signed into law by California Governor Gavin Newsom. So um, there you have it. And so she got struck down. Again, just like she's getting struck down on everything, her, her concealed carry law, um, and everything. So I just want to see what you guys thought about that. She just doesn't stop, does she? I, I, I think New York State has bigger problems than <clears throat> that. We're bankrupt, right? Probably, most likely. And she's just worried about hate speech? <sighs> really? Yeah, I don't know why these things come. It's like they because pick the she's an idiot. Things. She's an idiot. I still love her. She's the so she's so far left that she might actually fall off the earth, as your friend would say. Because it's flat. Because it's flat. I saw my friend the other day. Did you tell him it was flat? <laughs> well, we had a good Did conversation. You tell him we tell him, listen, Tom, we want to rent him a boat, we had a and we want him to drive whatever distance he wants. And if he falls off, call us on the way down. <laughs> if he falls off, he's a really call good, us he's on the way guy. down. He's obviously, he's not, he's, obviously, he's not very smart if he thinks the earth is flat. Well. Even the liberals are starting to get annoyed with some of Hochul's laws and but they and still voted for. Well, they still, yeah, they still. <laughs> but here's another one by the Washington from the Washington Examiner: Kathy Hochul's overbroad New York gun law panned by liberals opposing social media registration. So after a few months of litigation against New York's uh, latest gun control law, which we talk about, uh, several liberal groups are standing in opposition to its measure requiring concealed carry permit applicants to register their social media accounts, saying it's overbroad and unconstitutional. The Knight First Amendment Institute at Columbia University filed an amicus brief brief in a lawsuit challenging New York's Concealed Carry Improvement Act, agreeing with its challengers in part that a requirement to register social media handles with the government violates the First Amendment right to speak anonymously online. Law went into effect September, blah, blah, blah. We know a lot about the law. <clears throat> the brief was also joined by five groups. The, the, the D.C. Project Foundation, which I happen to know many people from D.C. Project Foundation, um, the, liberal, the Liberal Gun Group, the National African American Gun Association, the Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association, and... LGBT group called Operation Blazing Sword um, and Pink Pistols also, which voiced uh, opposition to the social media registration. So, so basically what we have, Hochul trying again to violate people's rights, and now even liberals are coming out it's saying... Like, it's like all she cares about. She just doesn't do anything. She's not doing anything for this state <clears throat> at all to fix our problems. But she cares about all it's gun, 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 gun. So she cares about. It's never gonna happen, Hochul. It's never gonna happen. Never gonna happen, Hochul. You're wasting taxpayer money. And I think me and you should literally sue Kathy Hochul for just sue her for fun. Come on. Sue Who can her pay for, for Who can pay for this for us? Just to sue her for violating our rights. She's got a lot of lawsuits on her right now. So. I don't know how these people vote for her, and we're just losing tens of millions of dollars. Well, I think I'm, the people just, that are distancing from her are involved in other elections, right? But she'll because get they reelected. Know that they, that's not going to help them. She got in by. She'll get reelected she again, though. In. She'll get reelected. But for a lot of people that are in different districts around the state and stuff, I mean, they don't want to. They can't fly on that. I would think even if you're a Democrat running in New York for anything, you don't want to be showing support for her. You don't want to. You don't want to be on her team. It's not worth it. No, especially when liberals are coming out and starting to say no. It's, it's an overreach. Even her own people are against her now, and she's just she's. I think she's just too stupid to see it, or even well, she doesn't she care. She's probably encouraged. She got elected. Well, <laughs> and everybody hates her. So I, mean, I don't know who's running. I don't know who's steering that ship, but it ain't working. 
She said for four years, well, now we got to put up with it for all this stuff. Yeah, we had a good Unless shot, with Zeldin. But I, I thought we, I thought we had a good chance. But, um, all right. See, so um, I got I got a topic here that I wanted to, I wanted to talk about here. Um, all right, real Americans could be paying. You want your you want you want your headphones for this? We're gonna have a video clip. Um, real Americans could be paying seven hundred and fifty dollars a night. This is going to infuriate you. Real Americans could be paying $750 a night to house illegal migrant trespassers at the Holiday Inn. Mm -hmm. A New York City Holiday Inn struck a deal with the federal government to be paid $190 per night per room. But if the migrants overstay their welcome, Holiday Inn will be charging the American taxpayer $750 per night. Now, what are the chances that illegals breaking our immigration laws will leave the Holiday Inn when they're told? Nope. Basically, they will be living in sin at the Holiday Inn. I'm living in sin at the Holiday Inn. At the Holiday Inn. Yeah, yeah. Living in sin. I'm living in sin at the Holiday Inn. At the Holiday Inn. I thought you guys would like that. I thought that was you. <laughs> so here's here's the actual news clip. I want you to see, I want you to see this. Check this out. On Monday, following this weekend, the entire hotel will be rented out to migrants and taxpayers. They are footing the bill. So this is a 50-story tall hotel. It has won the right to house migrants for $190 a night per room. That's around $100,000 a day. It's the tallest Holiday Inn, and it also has a tall problem. The hotel is bankrupt following the pandemic, but with this deal, they're helping with that situation. The contract lasts until April 2024. If migrants are still in the rooms past then, taxpayers will be paying $750 per night for each room. Like I said, right now, the hotel is still open, but come Monday, that changes. And we reached out to the brand for comment on the availability of hotel rooms. They said to us, quote, as of February 6th, this property will not be operating as a hotel nor open for booking during this contract. On Monday. Okay, so so basically this is a scam to save their franchise. This that's basically what that is. Yeah. Well, if they have, Well, they said they won they won the bid. They won the they won the opportunity. I heard you the day that the number of migrants in New York City now surpasses the number of homeless people. Imported people, but but we're taking care of the migrants, the migrants, and not the homeless people. Not that it's exactly the same. But See, this is what Hochul should be worried about, because this is what happens when you make your state a sanctuary state. And they're just busting them in here. Florida's, Texas, they're all sending them here. It's not right. But we're worried about gun control. And it's your, like one hundred forty-five thousand or something in New York City, I think, right now. What's that? There's like 145. How are New York City residents not pissed off about this? Well, I'm sure they are pissed off. Well, Eric Adams, the New York City mayor, he he said he's not happy with this stuff. I don't know what's going on. We don't see a lot about him on the. uh, He's a he's a flaming liberal too, but yeah, but he's he's turning on local. He does not like her, and now they're not. See, they they gave him, you know, all the attention in the beginning, but now that he's turning on his own. They're not giving them any any spotlight because they don't want any negativity coming back. Well, I'm sure there's news networks that are just all over this stuff, right? Obviously, like we just saw, and it's just. So why should we have to pay for them Shouldn't to stay at a hotel? Well, and they say that that's New York City taxpayers, so that's all the more reason that they should be rebelling against the powers New, that be. New York, but New York City residents needs to, they just need to take that city over. It's it's ridiculous. A lot of people who who were in New York City who, who were able to get out have moved out, and and they moved down to you know more conservative. Yeah, all well, the conservatives left the city. Now you're just stuck with the the idiot liberals who who are letting this happen. I, I know how much money they're going to spend. They're, I mean, they're basically saving that hotels chain. Just in this next year, they'll make. Millions off of oh, well, and then, then not only that, but they're shutting down the hotel so so regular so can't people go. can't use it. It's going to be full of just illegal migrants running just through the city. We're giving them well, phones. We're giving them money. Our government is paying for everything. This is for because 
Democrats are starting to realize that people will not be voting for them anymore. People don't want to vote for their policies. So in order, rather than changing their policies and, and being more normal, like what normal Americans would want, they import their votes. This is what they're doing. They, they tried turning Texas blue, and they haven't been successful. And now, they're, and now it looks like New York City, maybe, they're, maybe after the Zeldin-Hokel election, maybe they got scared. Maybe they realized that Zeldin came a little too close. And maybe next time a Republican would win New York State. So this might be part of their part of their scam. Bring as many illegals in because they're basically they think they're going to be Democrat votes, and and, and try to overpower any uh, conservative votes. I don't know. What do you think? Crazy. Of all the things we need to be worried about. Oh my gosh. I mean, basically, New York's going to be California in the next five ten years. Well, I mean, I think and I don't even know what Biden's <clears throat> been doing about the border and about the policy. He's, not, he's in Ukraine right now. I know, I saw we had, we had a major derailment in Ohio. He didn't go see Ohio, but he went to You Ukraine. got chemicals dropping down in Canada and making all the snow, oil rings. Ohio people are going to be dead. That's stuff that, that <laughs> this man is in Ukraine walking around with that dirtbag president. Looking at the war zone instead of taking care of our border issue in Ohio. What about Pete Buttigieg? Oh, he's nowhere. Oh, we have thousands of derailments every year. He's probably year. home on another maternity leave, snuggling his baby. <laughs> and these people keep voting for these idiots. Well, I know Scott Adams this morning was talking about Ukraine. He's saying he goes, he goes, if I was in charge, he says, he says, if I'm president, he says, if we're pumping all this money into Ukraine, we got a stake. Give us all your lithium mines. Give us all some. And this goes right back to the whole generation after generation of, oh, you're starting these wars because you want the oil. We never took any oil from any of these countries. We didn't weren't there to take the oil. We're depleting our oil right exactly. now. So, I mean, in Ukraine, I mean, there should be payback on this. You know, what There's the heck? no payback. Where did all We're that $120 billion dollars go? I think it might have something to do with just keeping uh, the the Biden uh, quiet. The Biden hush scandal. Money. It's hush quiet. money. Yeah. Plus, on the other end of that, and I'm talking to a lot of friends about this. The last thing you want is to have some way where Putin gets knocked out of office. Then you got all these people all over the country that are in charge of all these little parts of the country. There's nuclear weapons everywhere over there. I mean, you don't want. It's like a lot of times the same thing happened with Gaddafi. Same thing happened with a lot of people. Is that you'd rather have one evil person that you can deal with. This is was Trump's mentality. Yeah. I'd rather have him and keep him at arm's length, but yeah. keep a keep a conversation going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't have something crazy happening. But if he goes away and you got 15 crazy people to deal with, who's going to deal with that? Biden? Well, that's what the liberals say. Oh, Trump was buddy buddy with him. No, Trump was friendly with him to keep him in line. Yeah. You can't That's, tell other people how to run their countries. Yeah, just you can only work. just be cordial with them. And hopefully they don't do something stupid like nuke your country. Because he's that crazy. Never know. <laughs> Alaska, never know. Speaking of crazy, have you guys seen Madonna lately? Oh, my God. What happened to her? What's that guy's name from uh, Saw movies? Who was that? What's the Saw guy, the, the mask face guy? What's his name? Oh, Jigsaw. Oh, Jigsaw. She looks like Jigsaw. Well, luckily, we've got a video of her, and I think Great. I think she's going to get a knuckle sandwich today, All just right. for her stupidity. She, deserves, she is stupid. <laughs> oh my god! You're a seventy-year-old woman. You are filthy. <laughs> she is disgusting. Knuckle sandwich. She's really pathetic. Well, except for the facial stuff, she looked bad. I mean, right? she looked all right otherwise. She could still dance. Did you? No, see, what was with that big bubble dance? butt? What was with that big bubble butt? It's Did you all see it? Pumped up with junk. Why do women think that that's attractive? Junk in the trunk. Look at her face. Look at her lips. Her whole face has been pumped with Botox. She looks like she's about to explode. <laughs> Artificially. We know a lot of women that look like they're going to explode, but that's from, you know, natural reasons. Well, that, she, I just, I don't she know. She looks ridiculous. Why do you do that? Why do you do that? Why yourself? are you doing that at 70 years old? Just fade are they, away. Are they that concerned that they 
they need that accept that Hollywood acceptance. Well, to she a, obviously their doesn't own existence. need the money, right? She doesn't need the money. <clears throat> she wants so the attention again. She wants attention. She wants to be back in the spotlight. I get it. Well, I but at, but at that age, seventy years old. I mean, isn't it time to say, okay, I had a great career, had a great life. Her career's yeah. been over for twenty five years. She hasn't done anything except get a fake English accent and trash the country. If there's really serious mental problems with a lot of people in this country. I, I Hollywood's well, full see, of this mental. Is what, and years ago, because again, I look, I watch a lot of old TV, and I, I Google and look at Wikipedia for a lot of these stars that were on TV. They all died in their fifties and sixties. The people, people that do that aren't made to live that long. I don't think. <laughs> you know so how do you, how do they die? Overdose and stuff like that. A lot of people had cancer. They oh. were smokers. They had all kinds of problems going on. You know what I mean? They just that, and healthcare was not what it was. You know, they didn't have MRI machines and things like that back then. So, but I'm just saying is that I think a lot of these people. I mean, we see some actors and actresses that age well and are respectful and everything else and then we see the other side of the coin and that's what it is i guess struggling to keep their face well that's in the like media, you know mark, yeah. mark Wahlberg sold all of his houses in california and left because he's done with hollywood he's, he said they're crazy he seems pretty cool oh no he, he's not he's like i don't want nothing to do with him you know what i just saw we, we just watched two of his movies i don't know how old they are with, with will ferrell uh daddy's home or something like that it's called oh yeah daddy's home comes da- daddy's home yeah. or something <laughs> hysterical. Mel yeah. Gibson was in it, in the second one. It was just hysterical. And he, Mark Wahlberg, I mean. No, he sold his house. He goes, bye now. Yeah. I'm done with Hollywood. Why goes, would you want to hang out with those I can't. People. He goes, they're, they're crazy. They're all crazy. Luckily, they have the money where they can do that. You know, they can just up and leave and forget it all thing. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. With Madonna, though, she obviously doesn't need money. So there's something else going on there that's making She's her just do crazy. Kind of she, she's, well. She wants to be relevant again. It's never yeah. going to happen. I mean, she did write Material Girl. I mean, that's got to tell you something about the way she thinks. Well, she's I mean, thinking about touring again. I'm like, what are you going to do? Go on stage and break your hip? I mean, you're going to fall <laughs> off the stage and hurt yourself. She's down. She's gone. Where'd she go? She's in the orchestra bit. <laughs> and down goes Frazier. <laughs> oh Just God. fade away. I don't want to spend too much time on... on Muppet face. Uh, yeah, Muppet. we're all <laughs> <laughs> Muppet face. There is this interesting, this interesting story. Um, there's an anti-gunner in in Congress. She's a Democrat, of course, a Democrat representative. Um, she thinks that once bullets are shot from a magazine, the magazine's no good anymore. <laughs> Maybe at a pest dispenser. <laughs> Therefore, banning the the manufacture uh, manufacturing of magazines will ultimately result in them eventually being gone because she thinks that once you shoot the bullets out of them, they're... And these are the morons that they vote into all this. <clears throat> and she also uses the term magazine and clip uh, interchangeable, so she doesn't understand that. And then you got to see this video. Watch. These are the people making our gun laws. Just watch this video. It's hysterical. And, and just br- very briefly, to your last question, what's the efficacy of, pa- of banning these magazine clips? I will tell you, these, these, this is, these are um, ammunition. They're bullets. So the people who have those wow. now, You're they're smart. going to shoot them. And so if you, ban, if you ban them in the future, the number of these high-capacity magazines is going to decrease dramatically over time because the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any more available. <laughs> and just... Br- <laughs> I didn't know they made disposable. <laughs> wow. Once the bullets, according hey, to her, once... We need to start a business that's, that has disposable magazines. So that way, <clears throat> they're just going to keep coming to us every time. So as soon as, you, as soon as the rounds go away, it locks up and you can't yeah, reload it anymore. Can't re- <laughs> what happens to it? Locks... Oh, it's just so hysterical. They are stupid. Maybe we have to, maybe we have to compare this type of thing. Like maybe we have to compare mag gun magazines to something that they can relate to. These these knuckleheads, like a diaper, like, like a Pez a Pez like dispenser. A, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so know how your candy's re- gone. It's it's right. throw that away. <laughs> you can refill the Pez dispenser just like you can refill the magazine. But maybe they need to. <laughs> no, it's not going to work for someone that dumb. Is it disturbing or what to watch these people? These are the people making gun laws. John, anything? Are you it is a level. Uh, it is. It's, it's a level of stupidity that's just amazing. <clears throat> a lot of people. I wonder if she believes the garbage that comes out of her mouth. 
Well, other people probably. She did. She she thinks what she thinks, right? So (laughs) so maybe she has. Maybe she'll buy a gun and she'll just take the clip and say, "Eh, "No good." Right. I shot the bullets out of it. (laughs) It's all good. I can't use this. Thanks, pal. See you later. Anyway, former Buffalo Bills safety Demar Hamlin was asked what caused his heart failure on the field, but he couldn't repeat on national television what the doctors told him for some unknown reason. Do we have this clip? After Hamlin was discharged from the ICU, the question on so so many minds, what caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24, peak physical condition, could run circles around me right now. (laughs) (laughs) How did doctors describe what happened to you? Um... That's something I want to stay away from. That's something I want to stay away from. So there you go. What does that mean? He knows what it is. It's a vaccine. (laughs) There you go. It makes you think, though. It makes you question it. They were saying he had a booster two or three weeks before the game. Well, I was just thinking driving down the street on my way here that if somebody came up to me and said, okay, for whatever reason... You have to get a vaccine, and I would be, I'll leave the country if you make me try to do that. Because I have personally three people I know that died suspiciously soon after getting a vaccine. I'm not saying there's any cause there or anything else. It's just that, like you said, I have questions. And if I have questions about my own personal health, I should have somebody else tell me what I have to do. People are dying every day, young kids, from heart failure. That doesn't happen. They were saying, I just saw a thing about um, a funeral home saying that they've had thousands of children through their funeral home has never happened in ever. Right. And this is from heart condition issues. This is what Brett Weinstein and his wife were talking about in the last couple podcasts is that, again, and Scott Adams talks about this a lot, about how the only way you can judge a lot of ideas and whether they're valid or not is how well they predict and they, Weinstein's were saying is that the thing of it is, and, and they're on the fence about a lot of this stuff too, he says, but the fact that things that could happen from the vaccine predicts a lot of deaths, <laughs> that there's at least something there to investigate. You yeah, know but they're I mean? coming up with excuses now. Now they're saying that since you've had COVID, you can have cardiac issues now. That just came out now. Right. Now it's, so, it's like they're <laughs> dancing around the issue so yeah. they're saying if you had COVID, you are more likely to have a cardiac episode. Because they're trying to cover. They're trying to cover their butt. <clears throat> I know people who were vaccinated had it four times. <laughs> four t- and they're still getting boosters. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's not right. You can't be this stupid. <laughs> You've had COVID four times. You've had four boosters. <laughs> When are you going to stop getting stuck with garbage? Oh my stuck god! Stuck with garbage. We, so we've had it once, once each, and we've never been had the vaccine. No vaccine. No vaccine. Knock Catch on it wood. once. Natural immunity. It just seems. Fauci said 15 years ago, didn't he? Seem, yeah. The best vaccination is having the virus. It okay. seems like such a scam. It's so. It seems pretty obvious to me that a lot of it has been. Has and he's been, still walking free. He's still walking free, and people are still getting boosters. Yep. <laughs> Get boosted. Get another booster. Okay. Come on in for your next booster. All right. Anyway, um, that's it. we got to wrap up. So thanks, guys. Peace. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Thanks so much for watching the Loaded Mic on Rumble. You can also catch us on the Right America Media Network, Key Radio Network, Simul TV Network, and the Ops Lens Network. You can also catch the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. I'm Dan Wass, and the Second Amendment is not a privilege. It's your right. (laughs) 